Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hi, everyone. This is the official Succession podcast from HBO and Pineapple Street Studios. I'm Kara Swisher. Go on, tell us who's here. Who is it? Your dad? Your mom? Your wife and kids? Any real friends? On this week's episode, Kendall is throwing the most narcissistic, culturally insensitive extravaganza of a lifetime to celebrate his 40th birthday. And we got the tiny Wu-Tang Clan. These these kids we found that do Wu-Tang covers. It's, it's better than it sounds. Trust me. Coincidentally, Kendall's life is falling apart again. And you guessed it, his extremely thoughtful and considerate siblings showed up uninvited. <laughs> I might have to go just to see how bad it is. Oh, brothers. Fuck you, it's pure rubbernecking. Believe it or not, I've attended parties worse than this in Silicon Valley. On the show this week, we have Succession's production designer, Stephen Carter. He's responsible for bringing the writer's vision of the world of the Roy family to life. That task was on particular display in this episode. Hey, Ken, maybe please step inside your mental disorder? Good one. Thanks. <laughs> He'll talk about how to nail that exact vibe. Every now and then I sort of feel like the writers probably are sitting around thinking up ways of making me actually lose my <laughs> marvels. Then I'll talk to Ken Folk, a party planner, but like the party planner. He did Sean Parker's wedding in Big Sur and countless other over-the-top events across the country. So what's it take to put together an unforgettable night for the real life 1%? He'll tell me. We once did a party in Davos, Switzerland. A request came for Florida ceiling taxidermy, but with laser beams coming out of their eyes. But first, power rankings. All right, who won this week? Truthfully, Logan, because he was the only core Roy family member to skip Kendall's party. I can't imagine he was in a hurry to watch Tiny Wu-Tang anyway. Who's down? Well, all the Roy siblings took a hit this week. We'll go in rapid order, and it begins with Kendall, who ends his birthday party feeling more alone than ever. You're both full of shit, and you came here to fuck me behind my back, and you're ghouls, and you're disgusting. Sorry. Whoops. Can we get them up? Roman asked Lucas to piss on his phone just for a chance at a deal. I'm going to open up the app on my phone... And we can stream some piss on our little streaming platform. How's that sound? Fuck yeah. Shiv is left out of Logan's offer to buy out Kendall and tries to shake it off on the dance floor. Yeah, I was dancing. I heard it looked like a cry for help, the dance of the sugar plum failure. <laughs> Connor fights desperately to preserve some dignity and draws the line at his coat. Respectfully, I don't trust those things. I lost a Norwegian wool in a fusion restaurant in Vancouver. But free of the Roy sibling curse is cousin Greg. 
He wins Power Move of the Week. After being told by Kendall and Tom that Comfrey is out of his league, he racks up another power move. Do you want to go out sometime? Yes. Great. And those are the power rankings for now. You're a human tapeworm. Okay, on to the show. The madcap antics of the Roy family were dropped into a new setting this week. It just feels like an asshole's birthday party. And my thing from the very first meeting was that it shouldn't feel like an asshole's birthday party. Oh, it was an asshole's birthday party, all right. And it was meticulously designed to be exactly that. From the compliment tunnel to the VIP treehouse to the giant, well, welcoming tunnel that I'll let Shiv and Roman describe. Congratulations. You've just been born into the world of Kendall Roy. Uh, so if we've just been born, then, uh... Oh, okay. So I'm inserting myself into my mom's vagina now? Is that what's happening? Cold and inhospitable. Seems to check out. I am repeatedly entering my own mother. Is that... That's not right. My guest is production designer Stephen Carter, who worked with his team and Successions writers to bring Kennel's ridiculously self-indulgent party to life. Welcome, Stephen. Let's uh, start talking about that uh, vaginal entrance. Um, How did you first hear of what the writers wanted to do? Um, I was called to the office by one of our producers who uh, asked me to have a seat and, um, yeah, said we'd be doing a giant vaginal tunnel <laughs> as our entry point. And, um, you know, I think he wanted to make sure I was sitting down. Your first thought? What was your first thought then, huh? How long a tunnel? <laughs> <laughs> Had you heard of other ones like this? You know, it's not it's not brand spanking new, but I think it has been trendy um, and sort of on point lately in, in the, uh, you know, the party circles. To have something, anything. Yeah, and in the final cut, you actually don't see sort of the extent of the legs that existed in our set. Uh, And that's partially because of the way the editing uh, evolved. That happens all the time on Succession. We we tend to shoot way more than can possibly fit into an hour-long episode. And a lot gets left on the cutting room floor. The scene that would have followed just after they walked in was omitted. But from those vantage points, you would have sort of looked back behind them and seen this 23-foot pair of spread legs, <laughs> you know, uh, in the background. From Kendall's point of view, when you're, when you're doing a party like this, why do you think he wanted to, people to enter the party this way? Well, I don't know if Kendall necessarily engineered this idea or not. I, you know, I imagine that he's got teams of people out scouring who did what for their parties, what companies did inflatables for the, you know, hip hop music awards or, uh, and he's picking and choosing from lots of different ideas that don't necessarily all make sense when they've been put together. I, I, I often have said that one of the, the key decisions that we made very early on in the, the show was that we wouldn't try to make these environments overly personalized. You know, this is a set who hire teams of people to do their decorating and pickers to go out and find the right tchotchkes to go on their shelves. It's not the thing that they carried with them since college days. It's stuff that was, you know, picked by people who look at the magazine spreads and say, what's current this week and get the right things and bring them in and, you know, have everything looking just so and up to date. Uh, In Kendall's apartment this season, we had some photography that was a little more woke in a, in a sort of edgy way. I'm not sure if, if folks have caught that yet or not, but there's this sort of sense that Kendall is trying to sort of step into this role as liberal savior, <laughs> and his apartment deflects a bit of that as well. 
All right. The treehouse, the VIP of VIP sections, which are always fascinating when you go to parties, when they have more and like slow, smaller and smaller little rooms for people and everyone jockeys to get in. Let's listen to Roman and Shiv trying to negotiate their way in, uh, then talk about how you designed it. 40-year-old man who rebuilds his childhood treehouse should immediately go in the sex offender registry. Mm-hmm. Hey. <laughs> Are you letting me in, or what's the deal? Do you have a rainbow band? Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm a walking rainbow band. Ah, get, not getting in or getting in. So describe this treehouse concept for us. Well, um, you know, every now and then I sort of feel like uh, the writers probably are sitting around in the writer's room thinking up ways of making me actually lose my <laughs> marvels <laughs> because the treehouse was something that actually came to us about two and a half weeks before we had to shoot it, I think. So we knew it had to be something that could physically be done in about a week and a half, which is kind of crazy. Um, but I wanted it to be something where you felt like, on the one hand, you went from a layer that was sort of like theme parky, something like that, which was the sort of exterior treehouse with an arcade of trees that you walk through to get to it. And then once you pass inside, you're in a much more clubby space. It all felt much more like you would inside a high-end club. And the idea was to sort of have these two levels, but that really the idea was that if you're not inside, you're nobody. The thing is, the treehouse is cool, and you're not cool. Oh, wow, yes, the coolest grown man's treehouse I've seen in quite a while. (laughs) There is actually a real issue here, and I need to be discreet because there's a lot of celebrities around, and if you guys were in the treehouse, it kind of kind of wouldn't feel like the treehouse. Okay, so so let's hear Tom and Greg in the compliment tunnel. Stephen, can you describe what, what does it look like? It, well, the compliment tunnel, as we imagined it, became this very saccharine, uh, you know, bower of flowers of all kind of colors. There was wisteria, there was ivy, there were roses, you know, and it was um, the idea that you're walking through this uh, seemingly endless maze of kind of nightmarish florality, you know, nipping at a variety of drugs over the course of the evening, and it's not going well for him, and he has a pretty bad time of it. You're so full of grace. What's that? I think he said you're full of grace. That's a weird thing to say. Being sarcastic? Being sarcastic? No, I think it's... Full of fucking what? What? What did you say? Wait, Tom, easy. He's just... You're doing the job, right? And he's had a little cocaine tonight, so I think Dude, he's... don't say that. Don't say that. I'm a public figure who could one day run for high office or lead a Fortune 500. Don't say that. All right. He's a lovely guy. <laughs> You're doing great work. What can I say? It's exciting. You're the best. Fuck Thank off. You. Part of the research that we did, I had found some photographs I took a while back of a restaurant that had similar floral work outside. They were, they were decorating their COVID, you know outdoor seating area and but they had done a lot of it and i remember taking some pictures of that to the greensman and said like can can you pull this off in a week (laughs) you know it's a lot of flowers he said absolutely let's go for it and and the entire thing was essentially a, a skeletal cage that you were able to sort of step through as needed depending on where they wanted to put the cast members that were playing the complimenters um so it was it was essentially a shell just completely strung with the flowers your job is really detail-oriented, so what's something you're proud of on the show that the average viewer would probably miss? Jesse is very aware of looking for opportunities to put 
glimpses of what's happening backstage and behind the scenes into their their radar. For example, uh, you know, if we're at the gala, we're backstage seeing the cooks in the kitchen. Uh, you know, if we're uh, at the summer palace, we're seeing the staff dumping the you know uneaten lobster into the trash can. You know, here at the party, there's sort of some little glimpses. I, I guess Comfrey's breakdown where she talks about how Kendall has basically you know had her jumping backflips trying to keep him happy and has sent her on this crazy mission to get He-Man lunchboxes, which are now sitting in her apartment waiting to be resold. You have spent a week researching where to get lunchboxes from the 80s to serve canapes from, like the one he used to take to school. And then he decided that he didn't want lunchboxes. And so now I have all these He-Man lunchboxes in my apartment and I have to resell them on eBay and his office wants receipts. The goal is to make it feel like these spaces that mean, would mean an awful lot to many, many people <laughs> to have the chance to spend a day in them mean absolutely nothing to these folks who, what they're lacking in their lives is something a lot less tangible and a lot more important. Stephen Carter, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Stephen Carter is the production designer for Succession. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Cara. All right, I now have a sense of how this party came together on the show. Now I'd like to figure out if it's something that could be pulled off in real life. Of course, it could with as much money as possible. That's why Ken Folk is here. Hi, Ken. How you doing? I'm so well. How are you? Good. So you're a Succession fan, correct? Uh, a, a huge. I mean, addict might be a, even a, an appropriate word. All right. So uh, we've been talking about this bonkers world, parties and experience for the uber-rich on Succession. How did you find your way into the real life side of this? I mean, somewhat by accident. I, at the very beginning, you know, I never, I, I started my business almost um, by, by happenstance. A friend hired me to decorate their apartment and suddenly a faucet went on. And early on, we kind of began to do everything for clients. So not only would we decorate their house, we would um, stock their fridge, we would uh, throw a dinner party, we would throw a wedding, we would help pick out the suit you might wear um, for an important meeting. I became sort of the taste arbiter for clients' lives. So when you think about that, when you're working with people, like the, the wealthy people want to have these experiences, they want to have a splash. Um, talk first about the craziest VIP rooms you've designed or things that you'd like to design. I have a few crazies. I'll be dishy for you if you want. Dishy is my favorite thing. Yeah, I know it is. So I thought I had to give you something. Uh, we we once did a party in Davos, Switzerland, a super private VIP party, where uh, a request came for floor to ceiling taxidermy, but with laser beams coming out of their eyes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think I know re- who this, that is. This, this, requ- this request happened with like twenty four hours to go until the party was happening. So we made it work, and John Legend performed under a giant grizzly bear with laser beams coming out of their eyes. Why laser beams out of the eyes? Uh, I have no, I I wish I knew. I, I, I don't, (laughs) I don't know. The theme was post-apocalyptic ski lodge and it was pretty outrageous and ridiculous, but uh, memorable. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high quality pros to get all your home service jobs done. Well, just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. 
So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Where did you come up with all that taxidermy? I, I had gone to Paris for to go pick something else up. Uh, and I walked into Derule, which is a very esteemed um, naturalist store. And I said, I will buy everything on the wall if you can help me get it over the Swiss border uh, in 24 hours. And I didn't really understand at the time that the Swiss were not part of the EU and getting stuff over the border like taxidermy was quite complicated. Wow. What did you do with it afterwards? What, what you, you can come you can come visit my warehouse for a frightening <laughs> tour. <laughs> so you still have the taxidermy. All right. Give me one more. What's another uh, one? We had a request for a 24 hour turnaround of a unicorn prom themed party, um, which I had never heard of. So. We had horses dressed as unicorns and what? created a prompt. <laughs> How do you dress a horse as a unicorn? Do you just glue yeah, it on? I happen his... to be um, a major horse lover and rider of horses. So uh, they were carefully uh, converted. No horses were harmed in the unicornization. In the making of a unicorn. I went to a Silicon Valley party with a with reindeer. It was depressing. It yeah. was a Christmas party, and they had reindeer. And I was like, what are you doing to these poor fucking reindeers? Reindeer, what are you doing, you people? So we also talked to Stephen Carter about the compliment tunnel with real-life actors popping oh out God. of the walls and paying compliments to, That's to the- That's the craziest to, to the, thing ever. I know you like it. You like just wrote that down. Um, Do you ever hire actors to do experiences? We do it all the time, but not in that way. I mean, I think that sort of- you know, the where secession sort of takes things and turns the volume up to 10. Um, but we hire actors all the time or performers all the time that are integrated into the party. Um, one, it's a great way to en- enliven a party. Um, so we typically will have them be costumed and depending on the theme and be part of it. Sometimes, you know, they will perform, but um, I would say more times than not, we're hiring folks to help invigorate a party. What sort of requests do you have to say no to? Is anything too outlandish or are you like, I'll do whatever? Typically, we don't do parties for just random folks. And so mm-hmm. I know these people usually pretty intimately because they're clients and I have a relationship with them. But these are uber rich people and these parties are lavish and they're expensive and by their nature may be offensive to some. But mm-hmm. my clients have a barometer around, you know, not truly not wanting to be, you know, assholes simply because they have a lot of money. In that vein, what is your favorite thing you've ever done at a party? Like this killed it. And one, one that you were like, oh, that didn't work out very well. Um, on the this killed it. My favorite party tip for anyone for listeners who aren't uh, billionaires planning mm-hmm. uh, their next uh, um, 
Kendall party, party wigs, have a wig party. Anyone can have a wig party. It is, <laughs> it is the single best party favor you can have. You put on a Diana Ross wig, you're a different, you're a different person, Kara. All right, a wig. What is the thing that you did that you were like, oh, geez, at, a, at one of these big parties, you're like, oh, that really didn't work out so well. Oh, I threw a big party for Jean-Paul Gaultier. And I had this great idea because Amy Winehouse had walked his runway um, before she died. And the whole show was a tribute to her, the next show. And so I hired three amazing Amy Winehouse women to sing to John Paul Gaultier in the middle of the party, but they weren't miked and no one could hear them. He never saw them. It was one of those giant waste of a moment. People were like, what? What's happening? Who are these people? And I think he was in the bathroom. So it wasn't a, it was not a, well done. a highlight. But you've never created, say, a vagina tunnel. I have walked through I one know, in Silicon Valley, I know. I must tell yeah. you that you, I need to go with you to these parties. Diapers and vaginas. <laughs> I have been to them all. I've been home watching Secession and you're out like going to diaper vagina No longer. Parties. This is back in the day. They don't do them anymore. You're right. They do them carefully. Uh, they fly somewhere else to a country they can't be arrested in, I think. <laughs> so when you have a client like Kendall who is who is unhappy in this case, what's the measure of success? How do you know your client is satisfied? How do you know that when you're doing these parties? Well, I know these people, so you can read them as it's going on. And... Um, you know, typically it's the next day when, you know, you, you hear the voice, you get the calls, you get the thank yous, you get the, that, and, and I'm there, I'm in the room. And if if you're not having a good time, most likely other people aren't having a good time. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's hard to do it time after time. And it's also hard to, you know, do extravagant parties and not, look like an asshole. And maybe inherently you are an asshole if you throw these extravagant parties. But I think that at the end of the day, we all need to celebrate no matter what it costs. That's not the point truly of this. The, the point really of these events and these parties and why they matter, it's about um, you know celebrating life. And I think that part of it, despite the Kindle Roy's of the world, is important. Just don't invite your nasty siblings. Although I'm obsessed with Shiv. I want to meet her in person. So you're a fan of the show. If the Roys hired you, what kind of party would you throw for them, Ken? Oh, wow. Yes. Um, one, I actually, I'm pretty picky about who I work with. And, I, and even though I'm obsessed with the show, I don't think I would work with the Roys. <laughs> Having said that, uh, you know, I, I feel like... You know, it would be intriguing to me to, you know, to get them. They're so sort of into themselves in such a way that you, you know, I, I, again, I'm going to go back to my all time tried and true, easy party planning trick. And I'd put wigs on all of them because then, you know, <laughs> I'm telling you, you, you put, you put Kendall in a mullet. He's somebody else. <laughs> and what about Logan? What would you put Logan in? I think Logan needs, you know, sort of like Farrah Fawcett there. Come on. You can just imagine. He needs to feel pretty. <laughs> Thank you, Ken. Thank you. Have a great day. Ken Falk is a party planner, interior designer, and experienced designer. Thanks again, Ken. This is the official podcast of HBO series Succession, and it's a production of HBO and Pineapple Street Studio. 
It's hosted by Kara Swisher. Our executive producers are Gabrielle Lewis, Barry Finkel, Max Linsky, and Jenna Weiss-Bourbon. Our senior producer of the show is Nick White, and Darby Maloney is our editor. This episode was produced by Michael Catano and me, Shaka Mali, and engineered by Michael Catano. Production music is courtesy of HBO. You can listen to the next episode of HBO Succession Podcast after watching episode 8 of Succession on Sunday, December 5th on HBO Max. And don't forget to subscribe to The New Conversation every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Until then, fuck you, fuck this. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hacks is coming back and so is the official Hacks podcast. With us, your hosts. I'm Paul W. Downs. I'm Jen Statsky. And I'm Lucia Aniello. We're the creators and showrunners. Each week on the podcast, we'll break down the new episodes. We'll also have special guests, cast and crew from the show like Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart. Hacks Season 3 is available to stream now on Max. Be sure to listen wherever you get your podcasts or listen directly on Max.